In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text this evening comes from the psalm, Psalm 121. Getting back to the basics. Getting back to what matters. This is a good summary of the season of Lent. It is a busy world we live in. Like a dog seeing a squirrel, there is a lot in this world that can distract us. Social media, sports, current events, fame and fortune, keeping up with the latest fashion, keeping up with the Joneses, greed, lustful hearts, the list goes on. Even our daily lives and activities distract us from what matters. Now you may recall the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. They were easily distracted. They complained about their condition almost constantly, or so it seemed. They had short memories. God would take care of their needs and provide for them, and they would respond by complaining. God would then have to refocus their attention to what really mattered. So, they fell into the same pattern time and time again. Rebellion, repentance, and restoration. Like the Israelites in the wilderness, we are refocused. We are brought back to the basics. We are brought back to what matters. Today, the psalmist refocuses our attention to what really matters. In a world that distracts us, in a world full of trouble and difficulties, in a world that seems to beat and batter God's people to the ground, pinning us down to the mat, we often find ourselves asking the same question as the psalmist in this 121st psalm. Now, an imagery that some writers suggest is a group of pilgrims making their way in a caravan towards the mountains. They are overwhelmed by the possibility that some robbers can come down from the hills, attack them, and take all their possessions. Now, whether this imagery is correct or not, it is a powerful imagery. For as God's children, we are in a world that can overwhelm us. We often feel like we are, we are on the brink of being attacked by the evil foe and his forces. So, the question the psalmist asks seems to be, be a rhetorical one. And we ask the same question too. As the psalmist writes, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? The psalmist doesn't sit on that question for too long. He gives himself the answer right away. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. This answer and confession of faith is for us too. It helps us and it gives us comfort when it seems that evil is lurking around the corner. Yes, the same God who created the heavens and the earth, the same God who created the hills, the mountains, the plains, and the waters, the God who created us is our helper. Now, you may notice some familiar language in the psalm at this point. Who made heaven and earth? 
Indeed, this language is used in the Apostles' Creed. About a month ago, my confirmation students and I made a transition from speaking about the Ten Commandments to the Apostles' Creed. Now, in one of these first lessons on the Creed, the class discussed God as our Creator. Now, some of you may not know, just a little uh, fact here, that at the beginning of each class, we as a class, we recite the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. That's something we do every week. Now, when introducing the Creed, I told the students that it is broken up into three different sections, or as we like to call them, three articles of the Creed, each dealing with one of the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And while discussing the first article, we not only discuss God as creator, but we also discuss this truth, that God continues to create new life, and he continues to sustain and uphold his creation. What comfort this is, indeed. This is a reality that we as Christians know. We confess this every day. For these words, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, show the essence of who God is. He is a God who creates. Now, what does it mean to confess God as the creator? Well, as Luther would say, this is what I mean and believe, that God has made me in all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He has also given me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house, home, wife, children, land, animals, and all that I need to support this body and life. And also, as Luther says, we learn from this article that none of us owns for himself, nor can preserve his life, nor anything that is here listed, or can be listed. This is true no matter how small and unimportant a thing it might be. For all is included in the word creator. Yes, we confess God as our creator, just as the psalmist confessed. What follows this confession and declaration of trust by the psalmist are words of assurance. And they are words of assurance to us. They are words of assurance to you. The God who created the heavens and the earth will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore, the psalmist writes. Here, we are reassured of the protecting hand of our Heavenly Father. We are reassured of his tender and loving embrace, for he will not cause us to totter or slip. No, he has us in the palm of his hand, guiding us and protecting us. And through his protection, the righteous will be kept from moving and falling. Though our sinful nature would tell us otherwise, our God is not sleepy or inactive. 
God our Father is at hand and attentive to the needs of His children. Whereas we learn from Luther, He continues to provide for those needs, day in and day out. In addition, God our Father is our keeper. He is a watchman who preserves His people when they cannot see their own danger. When you are in the wilderness of your life, just like the Israelites were in the wilderness, not knowing what may attack you, God is your watchman. And as your watchman, He will keep you from all evil. He will guard and protect you from all the attacks and assaults of the devil. Now, to be kept from all evil does not mean that we have a carefree life. No, that is not at all what is promised. But it does mean that you are well armed when those things attack. Those things which would distract you and pull you away from what matters. And so, in this Lenten season, we are brought back to the basics. We are brought back to what matters. We don't bring ourselves back, but God himself does this. He does this through his word. For it is his word, in his word, you are refocused on Christ. You are refocused on what matters, Christ's work on the cross, by which you are redeemed and bought back. You rebelled, you repented, and you have been restored. When you are here looking up to Mount Zion, you can ask the question, from where does my help come? Knowing you are redeemed, knowing you have been restored, you can unequivocally answer, my help comes from the Lord. Yes, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your going out and your coming in. God's protection is always there to cover us until we are brought home to eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.